Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. We're going to wish a happy anniversary to somebody terrible. Talk about the FBI. Julie Kelly's here. January 6th, the hilarious light in the mood. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Why do I warn so much about the FBI? Why do I warn about you being turned into an enemy of the state? I talk about DOJ, FBI, CIA. I talk about Democrat media rhetoric, threat to democracy, threat to democracy, end democracy. And I warn about how dangerous these things are. But what does that mean in any kind of a practical sense? What does that mean for you? Going to work, kids, life, car, dog. What does it mean for you? Okay. I thought as... As we get ready to talk about the FBI tonight, I thought we should celebrate a horrible anniversary because I think it'll help explain what it means, why it frightens me so. You see, today, 
105 years ago, on December 20th, 1917, the Cheka was formed. You've heard me call the FBI the Cheka a thousand times. What was the Cheka? Well, let's do a little history. The communists, the Bolsheviks, fought a war in the Soviet Union, in, the, in Russia, as they fought a civil war to decide who would run the country. And the communists ended up winning that war. Well, that was good for the communists. Okay, we won. The country's ours. What was bad for the communists is, frankly, the same thing that's bad for communists now. Now, then, always, communism isn't popular. It's just not popular. It's not just that it doesn't work, and it's miserable, and poverty, and kills a bunch of people. This is not very popular. Yeah, there'll be some people who look at it and say, that sounds great, but you're never going to get anything close to a majority that would support something so evil and demonic. And the Bolsheviks quickly found out, oh my gosh, we won the Civil War, but these Russian people aren't buying in. They didn't like the Tsar we overthrew, but man, they don't like us either. So the communists were faced with a choice. Hey, what do we do? Do we adjust our policies? Do we adjust what we want to do in order to placate the will of the people? Or do we simply kill a bunch of them? Do we simply go on a terror campaign of torture and murder to kill all of our enemies and scare anybody into silence? So I think you know, because you know the nature of communists, because you watch this show, I think you know the route they went. They decided to begin something called the Cheka, the secret police, the state police. Now, you've undoubtedly heard of things like Hitler's SS or the KGB or the Stasi in East Germany. You've heard of all these secret state police agencies. What you may not know is every single one of them, all of them are based off the Cheka. The Cheka is where it began. So what did they do in the Cheka? Well, I don't know. They uh, divided up the Soviet Union, this big place. They divided up into regions. And they would find anyone and everyone who was considered to be an enemy, and they would murder them. And they existed completely outside of the justice system. There, there needed to be no checking in. Hey, we'd like to murder this guy, pull his fingernails out. No, 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 no. The Cheka had total power to kill, torture anyone they wanted. They only answered to Stalin. And the different regions, it's actually really, really sick and brutal, but the different regions had different methods of torture, and they actually prided themselves on competing with the other regions on how they tortured people, how they killed people. Some would put you in a wooden barrel and punch a bunch of nails through the side of the barrel, so you're, I know you're already picturing this, and then they would turn the barrel over and roll you around for a while in it. Some, this was one of the more famous ones, some would take your hand, you're alive, they would put it in a pot of boiling water and boil the skin on your hand, then your skin would be all boiled and all loose, and then they would carve the skin off of your hand when they pulled it out of there in one piece. They actually did, did this so often they could carve it out in one piece, and then they would walk around in front of you as you're in agonizing pain without skin on your hand anymore, wearing the skin of your hand as a glove, mocking you to your face. I could go on, but I think I'll stop there. They burned people alive, boiled people alive, you know, secret police agencies that don't have to worry about the justice system really turn out to be very, very, very murderous, very evil, very dangerous things. And I thought it would be appropriate on this day to just give you a little brief history on the Cheka 
because you don't fully appreciate just how dangerous the situation is here in the United States of America with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And when you tell people that, when you tell people, man, we are, we're right on the cusp, we're right on the cusp, people will undoubtedly roll their eyes. Oh, that's so over the top. Oh, Jesse, what are you talking about? We're not even close to that. Do you know the Federal Bureau of Investigation not only spies on you, the Federal Bureau of Investigation has a gigantic number of people dedicated to coordinating with the various social media companies out there to make sure your views, any Republican views, any views about the election or COVID that aren't considered the norm, they have a plan to silence you. Not only do they have a plan to silence you, we now know they paid $3.4 million to Twitter between October of 2019 and February of 2021 for their time. Well, what's that mean? Paying them for their time? They had to pay Twitter for their time because the FBI had sent over so many names of right-wingers they wanted banned, right-wingers they wanted silenced, that Twitter had to use so much of its personnel time, the FBI ended up having to shell out millions of dollars to pay Twitter for doing the censoring the FBI wanted censored. They did the best they could to paint all this as fighting against Russia, right? It's always Russia, 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 Russia. It's a Russian attack, Russia intelligence. Russia's hacking the election, but we dug into it. Well, they dug into it, and we found there was very, very little Russia in there at all. It had nothing to do with Russia. It had everything to do with you. It had everything to do with who the FBI considers to be the enemy of the state. So let me ask you something. We have an FBI censoring you. We have a president calling you a threat to democracy, a threat to the foundations of the republic. We have a DOJ in charge of the FBI who agrees with all of those things. Are you starting at all to fully appreciate where this is going and where it's going really, really, really fast in this country. We now know something else too. Well, I shouldn't say we now know. We have final confirmation now of something that if you watch this show every night, you knew a long, long time ago. You knew this back in August. We know that the FBI, they didn't go to Twitter and Facebook after the Hunter Biden story was published and said, hey, mm, <clears throat> we looked into this and we think it's Russian disinformation. Can you put the kibosh on that? No, you see their intelligence, their domestic spying operation is so vast. They knew about this before the story was published and they preempted the story going to these social media companies, telling them, hey, don't run this story. It may look bad for Papa Joe. But again, if you were watching this show, like my interview with Margot Cleveland in August, you knew all this. This is old news for you. Everyone knew this story was going to drop. The FBI knew it, Biden knew it, Hunter Biden knew it. It was in the story that they reached out. Our FBI lied to the media to get them to censor a story that directly impacted the 2020 election. This is outrageous. That's not the worst of it. The worst of it is 50, 5-0, 
former intelligence officials joined with the FBI to have the information censored. You see, you've been following the Twitter files, and we've talked about all these dates and names and times and all these things. You've been following the Twitter files, and you should, and you think this is some story about Twitter or social media, but this is a story about the Central Intelligence Agency. This is a story about the NSA. This is a story about the FBI. This is a story about the national security apparatus of the United States of America locking shields, deciding you're an enemy of the state and declaring war on you and the things you believe. We talk about James Baker, who used to work for the FBI, then used to, used to work for Twitter, and then he got fired from Twitter. And James Baker, he's a human being who should be rotting in federal prison for the rest of his life, but he's not. Kevin Kleinsmith, FBI lawyer, lied, FISA warrant, should be in federal prison the rest of his life, but he's not. In fact, he didn't even get disbarred. He's back to practicing law. You see, people think that I'm extreme or over the top and hyperbole, and I'm here to tell you the Federal Bureau of Investigation cannot continue to exist anymore in any fashion, or it will end the United States of America. And it's almost undoubtedly the same can be true of the CIA, NSA, and virtually our entire national security apparatus. These people are now wholly politicized, wholly politicized against you. They work hand in hand with not only social media, with the media of this country, to lie and censor. Remember, when the media ran this campaign for Hunter Biden, they did so at the direction and behest of the FBI. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. And I'm sorry to say it, the great Julie Kelly joins us next. And if you think I made you uncomfortable, wait till you see what the Republicans are working on with the Democrats in the United States Senate. It stinks. You know what it needs? It needs even pure thunderstorm. That's what they need to do with this big omnibus bill. Because the smell is so bad. I don't even know if Eden Pure can do it. But if anything can do it, Eden Pure, maybe we'd have to plug in two or three. We need to put the big omnibus bill in a big, big stack, and we just need to plug Eden Pure thunderstorms around it because it kills viruses and mold, and the entire thing is one big sickness. And maybe Eden Pure can save the country. If it can't, it can definitely save your home, though. Kill the viruses and mold in your air, take the odor out of your air. These things are absolute miracles, like no other air purifier I've ever had. I don't even own allergy medication anymore, thanks to Eden Pure Thunderstorm. I, I just love them. I love them. They have three packs for sale for my viewers, $200 off, and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE is what gets you $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE. We'll be back. 
Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Well, the January 6th committee uh, did a tremendous job from beginning to end. The fact that they were able to conduct this type of inquiry with such intense pressure and maintain the dignity of it all uh, was incredible. And I think we'll go down in history as one of the most important moments of congressional inquiry ever in the Republic. Okay. Joining me now, friend of the show, Julie Kelly, also author of the book, January 6th, which I highly recommend you read. Julie, okay, they say we're going to get the full report tomorrow. All right. What should we be looking for? Um, so actually, Jesse, just to back up, we're not getting the full report. We were told originally that when the report was issued, it would have with it a 1,000 or so uh, transcribed interviews with witnesses. You can now see Benny Thompson backing away from that. Those important transcripts, oh. which should include Ray Epps, by the way, will be buried at the end of the year. So the full report will land with a thud tomorrow. They already released a 160-page executive summary. What we should be looking for, aside from just the nonstop targeting and accusations, false accusations against Donald Trump, is the real questions that Americans have. Why was the Capitol building left so intentionally unsecure on January 6th, even though it's clear now that law enforcement and intelligence agencies had warnings that something could be happening? What happened to the pipe bomber? You know, that was a big story early on. They accused a Trump supporter of planting explosive devices outside the headquarters of DNC and RNC, which is just a few blocks east of the Capitol. That prompted the first evacuations. That story has completely disappeared. And the January 6th committee did not even address it. Also, of course, what about these uncharged provocateurs, not just right ups, but a lot of men seen on video provoking violence we still don't know their identities, and they certainly uh, have not been charged. Okay, Julie, I know you've covered this before, but this, we always have new viewers on here. What do we think about people like Ray Epps and others? What's, I, I know we're never going to know because, again, they're burying things. What do we think about these guys? Well, I mean, I think it's worthy to ask the questions, especially when you saw lawmakers like Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton and Tom Massey bring up Ray Epps. The January 6th committee and the media immediately came to Ray Epps's defense. That was weird, Jesse, because of course, anyone who stepped foot near Washington, D.C. on January 6th and was a Trump supporter is a domestic terrorist, is an insurrectionist, is a traitor. But all of a sudden, they were saying, like, leave Ray Epps alone. So we still don't have answers. He's still not charged. And Jesse, here's the thing. This FBI continues to arrest people every week. This DOJ continues to bring criminal charges. We're almost at 1,000 defendants. 
DOJ has warned that this sprawling, unprecedented criminal investigation could ensnare 2,000 Trump supporters, Americans lawfully, for the most part, protesting uh, the afternoon of January 6th. So this is not going away. But the real questions that Americans have, and especially people on our side, they are not going to be answered. They are going to be covered up and buried in this report. Julie, you say that the Ray Epps testimony is going to be buried before the end of the year. Well, we're about to have a GOP-controlled house, such as it is. Can't they dig it up? They should, but here's what I suspect, Jesse, is that a lot of these transcripts are going to be handed over to the DOJ or the imaginary special counsel, Jack Smith, who isn't even in the country, he's in the Netherlands, um, that they are going to be handed over to DOJ where they will be uh, concealed from House Republicans investigators as part of evidence in their ongoing criminal investigation. Because look, there's a lot, you saw a lot of cherry picked quotes. You saw a lot of cherry picked clips throughout this 18 month performance. But of course, everything has a context. So once they release the full transcripts, we'll be able to see what the January 6th, if what they presented was true, or of course, if it was part of their spin. And I suspect, as I'm sure you do, it's the latter. Julie, four charges against Donald Trump from the DOJ, up to 40 years potentially in prison. I'm seeing a whole lot of cope out there from people saying, well, it's going to go nowhere, it's going to go nowhere. Julie, would you please explain to people why it's very much going to go somewhere? Well, first of all, the DOJ has a near perfect record before D.C. juries. Uh, the trials first start, trial started in March. Uh, you have guilty verdicts on every single count for every single defendant in record time. You have two Americans who are convicted of seditious conspiracy, one who didn't even go inside the building. No American has ever been convicted of seditious conspiracy, Jesse, in the history of that statute. Yet you have two men who were convicted and you've got five men on trial right now for the same charge. You have juries made up. 90 of a city that uh, has residents, 93% of whom voted for Joe Biden, and almost everyone has a tie to the federal government. The people in Washington, D.C. took the events of January 6th very personally. They have nothing but contempt for Trump and his supporters, and that is mirrored by the D.C. District Court and these judges who are nothing but a rubber stamp for this government. So this is the sort of, I call it, legal and judicial circle of hell that Donald Trump will be walking right into. So the idea that he won't be indicted by a grand jury made up of DC residents and won't be uh, you know, convicted is uh, people are, I don't wanna say delusional, they're just not fully understanding what's happening in Washington DC right now. Okay, no, I'll call him delusional. Julie doesn't have to, she's too nice, but I'm not. You're delusional if you think he's not going down. All right, is he going to be, arrested i have always thought just based on their history things they've done a thousand times over whether it's pro-lifers or roger stone or anybody i've not only thought they're going to arrest him they're going to arrest him on camera because that's what they do i highly suspect that they will because look this is what they have told their base for more than six years this doj this national security apparatus democrat lawmakers are going to gratify their bloodthirsty base with photos of Donald Trump in handcuffs going off to jail and potentially going to jail for years if he's convicted 
on these charges. And look, this DOJ does not care about the rule of law. They don't care about common decency. They are, this is a bloodthirsty regime that wants to take this country to the next level. People have asked me, well, they, don't they know what this will do to Trump supporters and millions of Americans? They do. That's exactly what they want. They want more resistance. They want more violence. They want to continue to provoke this side uh, so they can justify their description of all of us as domestic terrorists. Julie, on top of everything else, I can't believe it actually gets worse. The FBI, very unsurprisingly, I don't know why people are so surprised by this, we now know the FBI, we have confirmation, they worked hand in hand with Twitter, in fact paid Twitter over $3 million to censor their political opponents. Do you think this might be the very beginning of some kind of a GOP will to completely eliminate this organization? It has to be, Jesse. I know you and I have talked about this for months or a few years at least. We know the FBI is not salvageable simply because of what we have been covering. But what the Twitter files are exposing is a totally different level. Things that we really suspected but did not know. Uh, and so now we know the FBI was pulling the strings. They were actually threatening these companies with seizure warrants if they did not do as they were told. So, and this gets a lot more pervasive, Jesse. We're going to see it wasn't just about Hunter Biden's laptop, it was this whole collaboration, these tabletop exercises that were being conducted throughout 2020, not about the laptop but how to rig the election and then how to stoke violence after the election if by chance Donald Trump won. So this is all coming to fruition. There is a lot more that will shock, uh, absolutely shock the American people once we start more digging. The Twitter files will only go so far, so it is up to House Republicans to do this to every company, but also this DOJ and FBI because they are really the villains here. Julie. We cannot possibly let you go without getting one final update, well, another update on the Gretchen Whitmer, that, that, that kidnapping and assassination attempt by those deranged MAGA people. Give us an update on all that. Jesse, I want to thank you for always asking about this. This is the uncovered story, biggest uncovered story of 2022. So thank you for continuing to ask me about it. Anyone who now believes that this was still legit, knowing what we know about the FBI, is delusional. There, I'll say that. DOJ now is asking for life in prison for the two convicted defendants who are convicted oh. at the second trial. Life in prison, even though they were completely set up by the, by the FBI, their sentencing memo is a disgrace. It compares these two men to Timothy McVeigh and to this uh, the two men who are uh, responsible for the Boston uh, Marathon uh, terror attack. These men were not anywhere near domestic terrorists. They were set up by the same FBI that was in cahoots uh, with big tech and all these other interests in 2020. That sentencing is next week, so I will keep you posted on that. Julie, come back soon. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Now, it is December 20th. Five days. You have five days to find somebody, the man in your life, a Christmas gift. Where are you going to get him? And I know what you're saying right now. Jesse, I've been asking. He never knows what he wants. Jesse, I get him a, a, a something every year and he never likes it. Je I know. I don't. I know. Because I am that guy. I, I'm not insulting you. It's not your fault. It's not his fault. It's how dudes are. 
You know what dudes love? You know what every dude loves? There's no exception to this. Every dude on earth, you know what they love? Gadgets. We watch James Bond because we want to we want to see someone make a phone call from a shoe and have a grenade that actually looks like a pen. You know, you can't get him that grenade pen, but you can get him a Grip 6 wallet. A Grip 6 wallet where your cards lock in, they don't come out. Nice and thin, goes right in your front pocket. You can get it with or without this loop, and you just squeeze, and your cards unlock and pop out. And then they lock back in. I promise you he'll love a Grip 6 wallet. Grip 6 socks. Oh, gosh. The socks may be better than the freaking wallet, the most comfortable things ever. Grip 6 belt. You have five days. Stop stressing. Go to grip6.com. Promo code Jesse saves you a bunch of money. Grip6.com. Promo code Jesse. We'll be back. I got a confession to make. I have bad thoughts sometimes. These, these are my thoughts. I have moments. Now, they're just moments. All right, it's you and me talking here. There are moments where I think about voting Democrat. And I don't mean like one or two. Hey, this guy's not so bad. I have moments where I think about voting in every election and voting straight ticket Democrat. Let me explain myself. I am an anti-communist. I despise the direction of this nation, the bloated size of the government, the endless cultural filth that's out there. I just, it's just, the direction this country has gone sickens me because I love this country so much. And I want the Republican Party to go to Washington, D.C., and I want them to fight for me and my children. I want them to fight for you and your children. But there's what I want, and then there's what I get. You see, we have on top of inflation, which is crushing people right now, we have a debt crisis that is going to bring this nation to its knees. It's without end. And right now, as we speak, as you're sitting here watching me, Republicans, at the direction of Mitch McConnell, Republicans are working hand-in-hand -hand with Democrats on a one7 trillion dollar omnibus bill that they will pass maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Now, I would love to sit here and break down for you what's in this bill, but here's the thing. Nobody knows. Not Mitch McConnell, not Chuck Schumer, not Nancy Pelosi. Nobody knows. It's not even available yet. Now, we, we know some of the high points. Don't worry. There's billions and billions of dollars in there for insane things. We're going to provide LGBTQ housing. I mean, no one even knows what that is. Well, we know why that would obviously get thrown in there. I actually have no issue with that because gay is the new religion of America. We are in the U.S. of gay, so clearly they're going to get to be part of an omnibus bill. wonder how much money there is in there for churches. Huh, I don't see anything right now, but anyway, we'll build gay housing centers and things like that. And I see Mitch McConnell, before the bill even existed, coming out and preemptively pushing for it. If a truly bipartisan full-year bill without poison pills is ready for final Senate passage by late next week, then I'll support it for our armed forces particularly. Otherwise, we'll be passing a short-term continuing resolution into the new year. Of course, for the troops, right? 
is definitely worried about the troops. Mitch McConnell and Democrats, they stay up every single night just on their knees in prayer, praying for those troops overseas. It's just about the troops. No, it's a $1.7 trillion massive corruption bill with handout after handout after handout that you it would, it would make you sick. When we finally go through this bill and break it down, it's going to make you sick. We can't afford the bill. It's a gigantic D.C. corruption bill. Washington, D.C. Republicans like John Cornyn, Mitch McConnell, John Thune, they'll join with the Democrats to make sure they get the 60 votes they need to pass it. And once again, we're going to get stuck with the massive pile of crap. Lindsey Graham's already said he's all in for it. The same usual group of losers. So back to the point I made at the very beginning of this segment. I'm not going to do it. At least not yet. I hope I never do it. But I have had many, many, many moments where I consider voting Democrat. Why? Because if I'm not going to get anybody who's going to go fight the communists for me, then let's just get this thing burnt down already and get the party started. Because this, this kind of stuff is the most disheartening stuff ever. You work with Democrats on gun control. You work with Democrats on crushing spending bills, pork bills. Tell me again why I'm supposed to support the Republican Party in any form. They never do anything. They never veto anything. They didn't do it from, two, it's not like this is new either, from 2016 to 2020, trillion dollar bill after trillion dollar bill, sailed through the House, sailed through the Senate, right to Trump's desk, he signed every single one of them, over and over and over and over and over again. Tell me again why I'm supposed to care. All right, that's it. I just had a little self-pity party. I just had to get that off my chest. Focus on yourself and your community, because Washington, D.C., including the Republican Party, sucks now. Part of the way we can focus on our community is supporting businesses in our community that share our values and avoiding the ones who do not. I make you uncomfortable? Look, it's become part of my routine. Once it becomes part of your routine, you might just find yourself getting satisfaction from it, getting satisfaction from knowing that you're putting your money where your morals are, that you're being purposeful with where you spend and don't spend your money. And there's a tool. Everyone asks, Jesse, I wish there was a list. Is there a list? Someone, Jesse, start a website. We need a list. There is a list. Public SQ did it for us. An ever-growing database of businesses in your area that share your values. All you have to do before you leave the house, got to go out, buy this, buy that. Go to Public SQ in the App Store. Go download Public SQ, iPhone, Google, whatever you have. There, that's your first stop before you leave the house. I got to go buy this, this, and this. Let's see what Public SQ has to say. Stop number one. Go download it today from the App Store. Public SQ. We'll be back. Some things we're going to have to cut back on, uh, but we are fortifying ourselves uh, for what we believe uh, predictable. It's going to be predictable uh, to receive a massive increase. Uh, per week of new uh, asylum seekers and migrants. You know, I've been frustrated throughout my life in public service. I've never been more frustrated now. This is a national problem. El Paso shouldn't be going through this. Chicago shouldn't be going through this. Washington, Houston, cities should not be carrying the weight of a national problem. This is unfair to all of our cities to have to go through this without any help from the national government and the state government. Something, am I in a dream world? 
here I am nodding my head in agreement with New York City Mayor Eric Adams. I don't know that that's ever happened to me before, but he's right. He's absolutely right. Joining me now, my friend John Phillips of The Great John Phillips Show and the man himself on the New York City Council, New York City City Council GOP minority leader on that council, Joe Borelli. Joe, let's begin with you because we're leading off with your mayor in your city. I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's correct. I think it's ridiculous that El Paso or New York City have to deal with illegal immigrants. I didn't hear him call out the parties responsible, but I agree with his point. No, I, I think he does actually deserve a little bit of kudos for elevating this problem uh, and being the, the sort of national democratic spokesman for rational policy at the border. Um, you know, it's it's very easy for me to criticize him. I spend most of my day criticizing things the Adams administration does. But as you pointed out, he hits the nail on the head. Every dollar we have to spend, and by the way, our independent budget office, a nonpartisan uh, budget office that we have, uh, put the price tag at a billion dollars. So every dollar we spend means that another dollar won't go to uh, cutting the grass in the parks, won't go to our libraries, won't go to the police department, et cetera. He's not wrong, uh, and it's going to have a real impact on all the programs, by the way, that his fellow progressive Democrats like spending money on. John, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Gavin Newsom, well, here he is. The fact is... What we've got right now is not working and is about to break in a post-42 world unless we take some responsibility and ownership. And I'm saying that as a Democrat. I'm not saying that to point fingers. I'm saying that as a father. I'm saying that as someone that feels responsible for being part of the solution, and I'm trying to do my best here. John Phillips, you're a California man, as many people know. Okay, so that's Eric Adams sounding pretty good on immigration. And Gavin Newsom, is, are we in the upside down here? <laughs> well, what's the saying? Where you stand depends on where you sit. And when it was El Paso's problem, it was real easy to say, oh, yeah, go ahead, have fun with that, deal with it. But when it became New York City's problem, then all of a sudden it got Eric Adams' attention. If you're Gavin Newsom, you are a frenemy of Joe Biden. He says he's not going to run for president. We all know he's waiting for the right opportunity to jump in that race and run for president. And the border is Joe Biden's Achilles heel. Joe Biden cannot go down to the border right now because you cannot control what's going to happen around you. It reminds me of what happened with Sarah Palin that Thanksgiving when she was pardoning the turkey. And she's there issuing a proclamation. And what's going on over one of her shoulders? turkeys are being put in the wood chipper and it turned into a whole internet meme. If you're Joe Biden and your position is that the border is safe and the border is secure, you can't go there because you can't control what's going to be in the frame that's going on behind you. If he's there giving a speech saying that everything's fine and you see a coyote and thousands of people sneaking across the border over his shoulder, he's going to look like a complete buffoon. But if you are Gavin Newsom, you have nothing to lose. This is not your failure. This is the Biden administration's failure. If you're Eric Adams criticizing the failure of the Biden administration, doesn't reflect poorly on you. Cutting your city services reflects poorly on you. The border, that's Biden's problem. So right now, they're absolutely standing in line, waiting their turn to kick Joe Biden in the crotch. And I, for one, am enjoying every minute of it. It's funny you brought that up because I'm going to I'm going to go to Joe with this next one after I ask you this, John, because this works perfectly for me. Do you think Gavin Newsom might challenge Joe Biden in a primary? 
He says he's not. And he volunteered to yeah. be Joe Biden's number one surrogate. So he's asking for TV hits on all the national programs. He doesn't want to do the local California press. He wants to go on The View. And he wants to go on Stephen Colbert. And he wants to go on MSNBC and CNN. And he's not doing that to promote Joe Biden. He's doing it to promote Gavin Newsom. And he believes that while Joe Biden's official position is that he's running for re-election, if he has some sort of health problem, if he has some sort of issue that prevents him from looking like the Democratic nominee, then someone is going to have to step in to fill the void. And Gavin Newsom is like a relief pitcher that's just warming up in the bullpen as that number five starter is out there laboring on the mound. Which brings me to your guy, Joe. Now, I don't have any inside knowledge. This would be much more your area than mine. But I've been telling people for a year now that I think Eric Adams is a dark horse to run for president. No, obviously, personally, I'm not a fan. I'm not endorsing that. But going to have plenty of money behind him. Charismatic, good-looking dude, in shape, clearly aspirational. Am I crazy? No, I actually told him the same thing to his face. Uh, he and I have very blunt <laughs> conversations with each other. Uh, and I said, if you managed to be sort of a moderate Democrat who got a big city under control that was, that was you know, circling the drain under Bill de Blasio, there's no telling uh, that you could be uh, what you could be nationally. Um, historically, though, New York City mayors don't necessarily fare well in presidential politics. Uh, they don't even fare well in New York's uh, state gubernatorial politics. So I think that he's got that going against him. But there's no question. Uh, just like John said about uh, Gavin Newsom, he is out there trying to make a name for himself nationally. Uh, he is trying to uh, you know, do the TV circuits. There's no question about that. Uh, and uh, I, I firmly believe that he is interested uh, in uh, higher office. All right, let's talk about homelessness because no one likes to talk about homelessness. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass, well, here it is. Are you still going to allow LAPD and sanitation officers to do these sweeps of encampments? No, we, these are not sweeps at all. This is getting people to move on their own. This is moving people from tents to hotels or motels. Okay, we're putting them up in hotels now. Joe, as you well know, I love your city as many problems as it has, and I go often. I have to travel to California often, even though they've ruined paradise. You're both drowning and homeless people. I can tell you that because I've stepped over all of them on the sidewalks. Joe... No one likes to talk about homelessness because it's hard to deal with it. It's hard to look at somebody, very sad story, drugs, mental health problems, many of the alcoholics, it's very, very bad. You don't want to throw them all in the clink, but you can't have them peeing on the sidewalk when people are trying to buy things from Saks Fifth Avenue. What should you be doing with them? No, no, and there always is an underlying issue with homelessness. Uh, as you pointed out, it's usually yeah. drugs, it's sometimes poverty, uh, but oftentimes it is mental illness. Uh, one of our biggest problems in New York City is actually getting people out of the homeless shelter system. We have, uh, at any given point, between 50 and 60,000 people uh, living in some sort of homeless or supportive housing scenario. Getting them on their feet and getting them transitioned out opens the door for more people. 
Uh, the other thing is uh, getting people off the street against their will. And I hate to actually come on uh, a segment and actually have to give Eric Adams two points of kudos, but he's also implementing a new policy here where he is pushing people off the subway cars uh, and into mental health counseling against their will. Uh, this has been a very controversial topic, but it is something that he campaigned on. And if he didn't do anything about, it would be a stain on his legacy because anyone who takes the subways in New York City knows it's not necessarily just the crime, but it's also the general sense of disorder and skeeviness that, that we have to go through every time we just walk down on a platform. It is. It is really gross. All right, John, speaking of mental illness, tell me about California. Yeah, that's quite a homeless policy, isn't it? We've got people living on the streets oh. everywhere, and the answer is Tom Bodette left the light on for you. Enjoy your complimentary <laughs> breakfast. Um, what, what Joe said is accurate. The people living on the streets are people who are there, not because the plant shut down, not because the cost of living is so high. When the cost of living is high, what you do is you, you, you couch surf. Um, you have three families to, to a house or to an apartment. It's not the ideal situation, but you make do. Uh, one of the things that, that, that friends of mine in local government tell me, that something that's not brought up often enough, but is certainly a huge component to the exploding homeless numbers, particularly in California, which represents a disproportionate number of the national homeless population, is this. We've essentially emptied out the prisons. When you empty out the prisons with marginally employable people who have all kinds of problems and they're dangerous to take in if you're a friend or a family member uh, of them, what they ultimately end up doing in many cases is living in these encampments and continuing their criminality. If you want to reduce the homeless population, and no one wants to say this because you're talking about locking them up behind bars, but if they've been convicted by a jury and sentenced by a judge and they're supposed to be in prison for a certain period of time, letting them out early is not doing them or anyone else a favor. What they do is they end up on the streets, they end up preying on those of us who are paying taxes and trying to follow the laws, and they also end up preying on other people who are living in these encampments who might be the alcoholic or the drug addict or the schizophrenic or whoever. It is a horrible situation that has been emboldened and, and allowed by these politicians. John, Joe, appreciate you guys. You have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before. You too. Thank you. All right. We have a great light in the mood. Next. You know what's dangerous? Extremely dangerous? Bluetooth. Because as we talk about light in the mood here, I just think we should talk about just a little, little PSA for all of you. Bluetooth? Yes, it's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I love that I can have a Bluetooth speaker playing whatever music's here on my phone. I love that I can put in some, some earbuds and just listen to whatever and you won't know. So I like this whole wireless thing, but it is dangerous. How many horror stories have you heard? I don't, look, I know in my house, because I have friends who send me funny videos, and sometimes those videos have language in it that isn't PG, and I'll bust it open in my house, and maybe our Bluetooth speaker, maybe we were listening to jams while, while the wife was making dinner, and all of a sudden, buddy sends me a video, boop, 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 ah, ha, ha, and then boom, he drops an F-bomb or something like that. Only it came out over the speaker. It's dangerous. But I do support kids these days taking advantage of the danger 
and playing practical jokes, even if it's at church. Unsuitable. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, builds specifically adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse.